We, the citizens of the city of Billings, for the purpose of establishing a just form of fundamental law, one that is responsible to the public for providing equal and adequate services and protections with efficient use of the community's revenue for all, one that provides for self-governing powers with respect to health, safety, and welfare of every citizen, and one that utilizes the utmost flexibility to plan for the future, do establish this charter for the city of Billings of the state of Montana. The Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. beast special day inside the tiny house of, of uh, places <laughs> the beast has come to the dump the be- <laughs> <laughs> the beast has definitely come to the dump we got quite a screaming deal and if you're out right now you look to your right and you see a three G's by God, they have 15 packs of Milwaukee's Best Premium for 7 bucks. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. Well, actually, it's a 12-pack with three extra cans. It mm-hmm. says so right on the end. It sure does. Mm-hmm. And the handle is slightly offset to make you know that you're getting three extra cans. Yep. They didn't put the handle in the middle. It's One end is extra heavy from all the extra cans. Mm-hmm. They want mm. you to make sure you feel all those savings. Mm-hmm. And throw your, they're going to give you sciatica with their value. What is it? Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. Welcome to the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. I am Stocky. And I am Stout. You can reach us if you want to. And judging by your attendance, you haven't. <laughs> uh, packet at gmail.com uh, for questions, comments, concerns, or just an attaboy. Or maybe you want to send this cat videos Mm we'd love it death threats death threats (laughs) um uh manifestos i don't know maybe you want manifestos (laughs) you want to do some skanking some skying around maybe you want us to release our uh uh, tax returns sure maybe you do let us know yeah not not now not ever Mm -hmm. uh patreon.com forward slash the friday packet if you would like to become a sustaining member a dollar is all we ask to become a RoboCop level member, and then you get a sweet email in your inbox from the Jason Statham, yep. the star of such films as Flight <laughs> of the Intruder and uh, Kindergarten Layer, Cop, Layer Cake, and Layer Cake. I could go on. And Blue Jasmine. Well, Avatar. Um, Mac and Me. <laughs> he's he's just a producer on that one. He didn't star in it. Oh, fair enough. Um, he was also in Willow. Um, he was Willow. He, he was Willow. It's based on his life story. Yep. We're on the Instagrams, if you want to find us there. On the website, if you're wondering about, hey, where do all these city meetings and stuff happen? There is now a link on the site that you click on and go and has a list of the schedule of events and billings at the city level. All the meeting times, where they are. You so bet. Go to the FridayPacket.com and click on it and... Attend meetings to your heart's content. <laughs> Which shouldn't take long. Nope. 
And like we said, the beast is loose inside the dump. It's gonna get ugly, kids. It's gonna get. It's gonna get weird, man. <laughs> it's gonna get real weird. It it starts out a little weird. Yeah, if we're honest. Sure. Uh, this week was a work session. Uh, the there was five, five count them five, issues. Uh, talking points, whatever you want to call them. There definitely were issues. There were issues. Um, there was a legislative update, which mm-hmm. was number one. Yeah. Number two would would be Yellowstone. Oh boy, the beast is loose. <laughs> it's coming back. Oh boy, it's already fighting, isn't it? Oh, so fighty. It's ah. a, it's arms a vindictive up. beast. Oh boy, arms up, Stocky. Jeez, not a young buck anymore. No, nope. I don't think I was ever a buck. <laughs> um, I'm sure at one time you were. Yeah, it was like a one spike, you know, like those deer that wander around with this one antler as they <laughs> run into stuff and breaks yeah. off. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I'd be one of those. Uh, number two is Yellowstone County Continuum of Care um, dash tumbleweed, but mm-hmm. it was really um, all, you know, the public service. So like tumbleweed, Montana Rescue Mission, St. Vincent de Paul, HRDC, a whole bunch of them were there. I've got a couple things to say about that one. I when, bet when you would. The time comes. Number three was opioid, opioid and methamphetamine response initiative. That was an AmeriCorps Vista presentation. Good presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number four was the draft fiscal year 2020, fiscal year 2024, capital improvement plan, fiscal year 2020 equipment and technology replacement plans, which um, was where I tapped out of the meeting. Yeah. Because, my God, I was literally falling asleep. Yeah, there was imagine a that. Of, a lot of stuff going on. That you. was about 9, 9.30. You and Council Member Friedel. Mm. And number five was the Billings Fire Long Range Master Plan. Which got pushed off. Did it? Yeah. Um, Didn't have their ducks in a row or something? No, they did. Uh, actually, Chief, uh, not Rush, was... Rash? Yep. Was uh, excited to give his presentation, but it was just so goddamn late at night. They just... He's going to come back and redo it because... I, the council's eyes were glazed over. It's long fucking night, and I get it. And he deserves some good time because he's a new chief, you know. Yeah. Let's let him. Let's give him his due. His due uh, platform. Yeah. So the capital improvement plan took up. Well, they all kind of took up a lot of time, but yeah, the capital improvement plan in in particular. Mm-hmm. That's dealing with vehicle replacement, the technology update, and they just. Every department head was basically there. Um, they've got a, I forget what it's called, though. It's like a pool of money that they all throw into. Yeah. And uh, when equipment needs to be replaced, it's not a usually a great deal or a great big deal because they've got the money and the know-how and the uh, forethought sure. to put this plan in place. So it makes it a little bit easier when it does come around. Yeah. Which is kind of rare, as Kikolsky said during the meeting. How other cities, you know, when they have to buy a million dollar fire truck rig, that's usually like a bond issue they would send out to the voters. Here huge, we don't have to do that. Huge fucking emergency, and yeah. That's good. Hey, go uh, former city councils that worked to d- establish that. Yes. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Good job. From, from us to you. And I think I might have finally found out what the, the legislative agendas were. 
Really? Yeah, because they had a phone in. Yeah, they had a conference call. That they had was... a conference call from the uh, the two city lobbyists. I forget their last names, but they were Greg and Amy. Mm-hmm. They're from, I believe, Morrison, Marilee. Mm-hmm. Or it might be Crowley Fleck. I think it was Crowley Fleck because Morrison Merrily is... Uh, is Brown, right? Yeah, Sean okay. Brown. So Crowley Fleck. Um, so that was exciting. They got to... So the way they set up the... They set up a conference call. And what they did was just take a microphone and just jam it over the speaker. <laughs> Pretty high tech. Pretty high tech. Mm-hmm. Um, they could kind of hear what the council mm-hmm. member was saying, but they were giving updates on um, what they're focused on and what they're pushing. Um and I've been trying, but haven't been able to find the legislative agenda or what the city is really focused on. Um, but judging by what this guy is focusing on, I think, or the two, oh, Jesus, my brain, the beast, it's loose in my brain too. <laughs> it's happening already. Um, what they're finally, uh, what the city's local, um, focused on. Um, yeah. Number one would be, uh, public safety and human, tra- human trafficking. Um, and just to be clear, they the city is anti-human trafficking. They are. They yeah. are very anti-human trafficking. Um, Good position to take. Humans in car doing trafficking. That's totally <laughs> totally different thing. Uh, let's see, public safety. That's uh, Senate Bill One Forty Seven. If you're wondering what bill they're kind of looking at, uh, entitlement funding, which is a big one, uh, which deals with public defender dollars. That would shift some of the financial responsibilities that were normally on the state onto the local municipalities. So that's kind of a big, bigger deal. Uh, I believe that's uh, House Bill or HD two, Senate Bill three fifteen as well. Um, taxes and TIF district. Uh, so local option was brought up at that. There was no movement on that. That sort of died. Um, HD uh, 462, that, that kind of went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, local control and local governances, which deal with sanctuary city stuffs. Um, it dealt with the proper locks on cities or schools. Um, there are no sanctuary cities in Montana, so it was kind of a weird bill. Didn't catch the number of that bill. They wanted to make sure yep. that everybody knows that there's no sanctuary cities in Montana. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, infrastructure, which would be Senate Bill 14, uh, was the Democratic's Democratic uh, proposal, which was $150 million of bonding for infrastructure. Uh, and I believe the Republican one was House Bill 652, $80 million for bonding. So that's kind of what they're fo- focused on a little bit. Uh, affordable housing, they really didn't touch on that one, which was House Bill 16 and Senate Bill 18. And workforce development, and um, that's when they sort of went into uh, questions from the council. Uh, I noticed Clark was very vested in the entitlement funding. Oh, yeah. That's the most uh, motion I've seen him make in quite a while. Yep. Um, he was visibly worried, and probably deservedly so, uh, if that funding mechanism shifts. What it could mean for the city of Billings. He obviously knows. Could be expensive, I suppose. Yeah. That's dealing with public defenders and all the city attorneys. and We'll probably delve into that at some point. Mm -hmm. We could just do wild speculation. That's what we've been doing this whole fucking time. Nice. Oh. 
Anything, you, anything you catch? They said the uh, mood and temperament of the legislator. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That's a scientific, it's a quantifiable answer, too, because pretty good is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting that they had multiple clients. And I guess that kind of makes sense if you're going to be up there. Yeah. You know, representing the city for 40 grand. I think it was 40 grand. That you'd have another client you're on the hook for. <laughs> yeah. No shit. I don't know. I mean, what lawyer gets paid forty grand? Um, Aaron Brockovich. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a question I have. Is that a normal thing? If you're a lobbyist for a city, or I, I, I think I remember the city having like a dedicated lobbyist at one point, didn't they? Yeah, it was uh, Bruce McCandless. No, not McCandless. Bruce Mc. McGillready? Yeah. All right. McGillicuddy. No, he was a good guy. He uh, passed away uh, last year. Was he like a city employee? I believe so. (laughs) I might be completely fucking wrong. Yeah. Speaking of being completely fucking wrong, (laughs) we had uh, a helpful listener with inside information. My God. We will identify this listener with the city as Greg McFadden. Greg McFadden. That's that's we're gonna go with that. And helpful listener says. So I don't know if you guys remember. This is not a quote yet, but at one point we were like, <laughs> "What the fuck are franchise fees?" Yep. Yeah, citizens. Certain citizens of Billings sued the city, claiming the franchise fees for water and sewer are illegal. And the lawsuit claims the fees are not directly related to the costs they purport to cover. Also, the fees go into the general fund where they're not directly tracked or earmarked for maintaining the infrastructure. It amounts to around $15 million paid by residents over the last eight years. So that's why it just says franchise fees in that agenda we were going over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, fiscal year 2020 starts July 1st, 2019. That makes sense. Fiscal year 2020? Uh-huh. Okay. So the city's fiscal year is uh, July 1st through June, whatever the last day of June is, 30th or 31st. Check uh-huh. local listings. Check local listings, yep. Um, uh, let's see. A public information officer would probably have to start around 65 yeah. to 70 base salary to put in to put in line with other city salaries for that level of responsibility. Um. BBWA actually does not stand for big, beautiful Washington apples. That's fake news. <laughs> that, see, this is why. Thanks a lot. I mean, it everything that. Uh, what does BBWA stand for then? <laughs> Greg Ronquillo. Has, Greg. <laughs> whoever. Greg, wrote, Greg McFadden. Greg McFadden has yep. has written in. Uh, makes me doubt the uh, veracity of the other things because, of course, it stands for big, beautiful Washington apples. Obviously. But it also stands for Billings Benchwater Association. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah, so I looked up uh, a PIO. It's funny that Greg brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, the average salary of a PIO is $62,770 per year. Your most experienced one would be in the 106 range. Okay. Year. Okay. Uh, PIO, Public Information Officer. Public Information Officer. And the duties, duties of. Du- God damn it. You said duty. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Gather facts and distribute them to the media. 
produced printed and video material about their organization for dissemination to the public, organizing special events. All of which the city needs. Um, and I looked up uh, a few cities around this around the great United States. Um, and each one of equal size, uh, from Peoria, Illinois, to Arvada, Colorado, to Gainesville, Florida, to Lansing, Michigan, all have some sort of communication department. And in Peoria, they have an inno- innovation team. Ooh! That's two people. That's a good team size. Yeah. <laughs> what, basically, they're called like a futurist as well, looking down the road where the city could make some possible gains, you know, be proactive. Instead of reactive. Um, no maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, our confidential informant within the city followed, finished the email up with a very sarcastic line. Uh-huh. Keep up the good work, guys. I can hear the sarcasm yeah. in that. And we're trying our best. It was like a kind of a bless your hearts. Thing. I mean, there was an eye roll emoji at the end as well. Absolutely. And a link to InfoWars. So. <laughs> and a link to InfoWars. Thank you, uh, Mitch McFadden. <laughs> Thank you very much, indeed. Uh, you know who you are. Thanks for giving us actual information to regurgitate. Um, and we love you, too. <laughs> and, um... What else? You want to touch on Denise Bowman? Uh... I don't really know who she is. Can we use a different phrasing? Uh, <laughs> can we uh, discuss? Oh, I'm sorry. Ride or jump up on it. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> We've done that a couple times in a row now, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Why uh, wouldn't we? Yeah, she's the uh, city clerk. We were mm-hmm. trying to figure out if she was elected or not. I don't know if we ever figured that out. I sure, I sure didn't. Um, I'm guessing she's just a city employee that's appointed by the city administrator. Probably. Uh, um, Who would we ask? We could call up Denise, probably. Hey. Say, hey, were you elected? Her name rings a bell like I've seen it on stuff. I think we discussed this last time. I don't... I think I've seen it on a ballot for some reason. Yeah, I'd, fuck if I know. Okay. Yeah. This Clark. is too wild, yeah, wild speculation. She's... Uh, appointed uh, by God. She's appointed by God. Yep. Or Greg McFadden, whichever comes first. She was born with city city clerk tattooed on her chest. Yep. And they just they set her down in a basket like Moses or mm-hmm. whatever. Moses picked her up and set her behind the council. There she has <laughs> grown into the city clerk. <laughs> yep. Um, She's never been outside that room. Did you know that? She has not. That's amazing. It's very true. It's a these are definite facts. aura when you walk in. Yeah. Definite yep. aura. Mm-hmm. Tony Keener is the deputy. Yep. Which is just the assistant deputy. Yeah. They call her the deputy city clerk, I believe. Yeah, that's what it says on um, the website. And her job description is maintaining all city records, city council agenda agendas and minutes, Sydney ordinance, city ordinances and resolutions, city codes, contractor bonds, and insurance. So not much. Kind of kind of low workload there. Yeah, kind of light, light Maintain load all city records. Yep. Okay. Cool. So she's the lady behind the council whenever they call roll call. And uh, old God, Bill Cole will scream out, hey, you get a roll call vote. And she's the one that reads off each council member names and puts a tick by there and yep. certifies the minutes and all that sort of stuff. Keeps the minutes. Um, tries to keep track of motions and 
Oh, God. Things of that nature, which can be difficult. What a rough... God, that just turns into a clusterfuck sometimes. Yeah. Woo! She should just start, like, Google. Like, when you ask Google a question, she just should scream out, okay, Google. And <laughs> record what, what's coming out of their mouth. <laughs> I hope our next city clerk is Alexa. <laughs> okay, Google! <laughs> Alexa, how was that vote? <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this on your home speaker with your... Whatever. Yeah. Um, Actually, no, so fuck that, that. That's funny. Yeah, that's Tony. We kind of jumped all over the place. So mm-hmm. the city lobbyist, he would talk for about, I don't know, half an hour-ish. City council members had some questions about uh, human trafficking. Dick Clark was in, you know, kind of worried about the entitlement funding. Um, and the mood and temperament of the legislature is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the next item, which would have been uh, the Continuum of Care. The COC. Uh, coming to the council for a, yeah, for a big ask of the city this size. Mm-hmm. Um, they are looking for seventy grand. Yeah. For a full-time COC, which is a dedicated staff person that would deal with coordinated entry. Mm-hmm. So there would be this one common computer slash server thing that everybody could check into. And keep you up to date. You betcha. On everybody who's in the system, for sure. Uh, but $70,000 for a continuum of care dedicated staff. Um, that would be a, re- a reoccurring thing, because they'd be a staff member. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, they wanted 20000 in in uh, diversion funding from the city, which is basically seed money. Yeah. Kind of set it up, is my understanding of it. Understanding of it. <clears throat> Which yes. was uh, so they asked uh, for ninety grand. You seem to be more well versed in the down that area of mm. um, social services. I, and it's difficult to because I just had a when was the mayor's um, fight to end homelessness? It was like a ten year thing. Yeah, that right? sunsetted like five years ago. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> Is but that where the map came out of? The, ten, uh, the map well, funding, which is... Okay. All right. So here's the deal. We should start from the beginning. Uh, all the way back. Let's do it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> there was this pond full of ooze, amino acids, and Ooh. it was struck by lightning. Okay. And it introduced an electrical current into um, these amino acids, and it started uh, basically the first basic... Uh, Nerve impulses. Where did the amino acids come from? Um, they were just naturally occurring. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, just you know, you have enough, you have enough elements floating around in space. Long enough, they're going to combine. Right. You throw enough time at it, you're going to end up with every element. So, yeah. So the, basically, the first nerve impulses started, which basically created the first life forms. Right. Long story short. The Mayor's Committee on Homelessness is formed uh-huh. in Billings, um, and it's the 10-year plan to end homelessness. Uh-huh. Didn't work, but did good work. Okay. Uh, and it, it was an important thing. Um, homelessness has been on the rise in Billings. As Billings grows, homelessness will grow with it, right? Um, and uh, so I can't remember exactly when the 10-year plan started and stopped, but I'm guessing if I remember correctly, 06 to 16, plus or minus a couple of years. Right? Um, from that came uh, 
the barn, the Billings Area Resource Network, which is which was kind of one of the original organizations to oh the Go beast is going back. Yeah. Oh, give it to me, beast. Uh, the barn, Billings Area Resource Network, was a group of the resource providers in Billings. Um, and by resource, I mean resources for homelessness and poverty and addiction and, you know, all these, like, difficult issues. Um, so we're talking the Rescue Mission, St. Vincent de Paul, HRDC, um, uh, Native American Resource Council. I suppose I should not use acronyms, huh? Because acronyms are fucking confusing. Sure. So when yeah, the crisis center Billings Clinic, yeah, um, um, the um, uh, what's the hub stand for? H U B. It's the um, uh, mental health centers. The state of Montana mental health center funds it okay. partially, and these these all have incredibly diverse funding sources because there's fucking no money available for this stuff. You gotta find it where you can. It's not sexy. People don't get jazzed up about it, so no, people don't want to fund it. Obviously, that you can yeah, yeah. buy a cologne or a, a polo shirt. Or, yeah, exactly, or yeah. a hat. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but that's okay. Um, so I'm forgetting, like, the vast majority of them, but those are, like, the big hitters that everybody knows. You know, most people know where the rescue mission is. And yeah, all I think there, was, there was 12 of them there. Yeah. Last night. Okay, yeah, there was. Okay, I'll get to that, motherfucker, because... Wow, sorry. Oh, oh, my, not you. Not you. You're not the motherfucker. So aggressive. You're fucking so wonderful, aggressive. stocky. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> it's coming. I'm going to be smashing these cans on my forehead, and I'm just going to have to pour a bunch of them out, because I don't want to drink that much these are, beer. These are but... union-made, so they're probably pretty stout. They are. They, well, you know, you know how I feel about stout cans. Mm-hmm. They are canned in ball aluminum, too. Yep. Just like... Uh, Out of Wyoming? Yeah, well, probably. I don't know. It doesn't say... It just says where the beer's made. It doesn't say where the fucking can's made. Recycle aluminum. Union made! Brewed with pride across the USA. Why do you think you say beer? <laughs> no, it's funny. It's just a big word that says beer on there. <laughs> that was a federally approved label. Yep. Anywho, back to the continuum of care. They're asking for 90 grand. Yeah, so... um, what, the, do, you, what do you think this is... What 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 is different from say what they did with the mayor's council mayor's committee committee um, on homelessness? Why why would ninety grand for this change anything? You think so? The com- continuum of care is actually a um, federally mandated program. If your um, community receives HUD funding, uh, HUD housing and urban development funding, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Ben Carson, who's the head, yes. If your community needs to receive HUD funding, there needs to be a continuum of care program in your area. Mm-hmm. And that's another big fucking, like, it's it's great. COCs are, are fantastic. Um, it's That's all complicated, and if you're... If you want, look it up. It's yeah. Well, it comes to this. It comes to the states. So the whole HUD funding at a federal level comes to the states, and then it's and dispersed. It's dis- dispersed from that point. Yeah. There's some states that really don't have much of a program. Yeah. But Montana is a little bit different for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And have you know pretty good vehicles for 
yeah, dispersing that money, um, of which they say a disproportionate amount, they said, are going more west of the divide. So in the Missoula era, yeah. area, mm-hmm. um, we have the highest percentage of, of homeless, and, and but we're getting... In a city. In a city, yeah. right? And I, I'm suspicious. I would like to know how just per capita the rates of homelessness are in Billings compared to like some of the lower um, income like reservations in the state. Because mm-hmm. I bet it's pretty fucking high in a couple of those reservations. Um, even though the, the total number might be a little bit lower than Yellowstone County, I bet you per person it's a probably a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but west the west side of the state probably just has more progressive advocates for this kind of funding who work really hard to find it and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from our advocates in Billings but I'm sure that they throw more time and money at this problem on the west west side of the state because that's just that's the that's the environment there people are yeah, I can see it. yeah both ways they're getting more funding so they get more opportunity even a little more flexible yeah. probably with their programs it can snowball guess, for sure yeah and I guess I'm guessing Missoula's they're they set up some program like they are trying to here and it's had pretty wild success yeah fantastic success so um it's great and uh i think the continuum of care could use for sure this position the uh, the problem the council had of course was that the position the they asked for the money but didn't really outline the the solid duties of what this position would be performing Mm -hmm. um and that's that's the council wanting to know specifics, and I think that's fine, and I think they can dig all that out um, and make a good ask of the council. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd probably, eh, I'm going, I'll give it fifty fifty with this council to be approved, because um, you know there are some, certain council members who will pick apart a what? How much was the the. Twenty six fifty two thousand six hundred fifty bucks for Julie to facilitate a meeting that we had to talk talk about for fifteen minutes. Sure. So yeah, that apparently some council members are a little bit yeah niece um, niece persnickety niece is getting pretty persnickety. Yeah, little um, micromanagey. Little micromanagey. Um, he kind of said two different things. He said something about the downtown. If this is going to help the downtown the most, they should put in more money towards it. Oh my god. Um, and they kept echoing it, saying this is like a citywide problem. Everybody's affected, and, every, and a countywide problem. And a countywide problem. But he also said, um, "Have they asked the county for mm-hmm. any sort of funding or money?" But which they should. I totally agree with that. Oh, for sure. But also, he said, "You uh, apply fees to the people who benefit from this, and everybody fucking benefits from a reduction in homelessness." Sure. And. I guess if you want to think of the people who directly benefit from the reduction in homelessness, it would be the people who used to be homeless, and how much are you going to charge them? Yeah. and It's fucking ridiculous. I was kind of compelled to get up and say, well, I'm not going to benefit from the inner belt loop, because I'm probably never going to be on it, so yeah. why should I have to pay for it? If you're going to use that kind of rationale. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to be a jackass. Yeah. And I use <laughs> I use ten percent water, ten percent less to- water yeah. than people, so I'll pay ten percent less, yeah. please. And I compost so much, I barely ever use my my trash can, so there I shouldn't have go. to pay you know fees like that. It's if you want to go down that road, fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so anyway, great idea. 
Um, Erica at Tumbleweed is a fantastic leader. Um, has a hell of a good heart for this kind of shit too, and works her ass off on stuff like this. Um, she's got a good um, record system at Tumbleweed, mm. which she has to have. Think and she I'm, splits it with AJ. Um. I think he just buys the records. Oh, different kind of records. And she has I'm a sorry. record system. I'm sorry. So he, she Continue. basically organizes them for him. Oh. I think so. By genre, color? I think all of the above. I, can, I think genre you can search by... probably? Yeah. If you want to find your cursive album, you're mm-hmm. going to search... I mean, what would you search for cursive? Obviously, you can search the name, yeah, but if you can't remember the name, but it's the album with what on the cover? Exactly. Like a weird jaggedy keyboard? Probably. Okay. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah, that makes Records. sense. Um, so, Erica, who's not a cop. Um, no, she is not. Uh, kicking ass at Tumbleweed, which is the home for, well, it's a, it's got many functions. Difficult to summarize, but basically it helps out runaway kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you get kicked out of your house by your shitty parents or you leave your good parents because you're having troubles of your own or fucking anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents die and you just don't have a place to live anymore. Um, or, well, there's all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, for services and there's a, I believe there's a house, right? Um, yes. And there's also a nice building for daytime stuff and nighttime stuff mm-hmm. um, where you can go stay. You can go pick up clothes you can go pick up food you can stay the night all kinds of options like that and they help kids find housing and they get kids placed with this and that and they there's counselors and there's they help them with health care and just they do so many different things um and a disproportionate number of homeless kids so people under 18 who are homeless are um uh, LGBTQ um, on that kind of spectrum. Sure. Um, and it's because they get kicked out by their parents when they come out or when they're discovered or God, God knows what the hell brings it to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sucks ass. And I've heard up to 40%, which is, I mean, if you think that, what is it, 3 to 5% of humans are... LGBTQ, forty percent of homeless kids are. That's disproportionate. That sucks ass. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's going to be serving a lot of that population too, Um, which is tough. Uh, And that brings up (laughs) a lot of other problems with all this stuff too. Um, But uh, I need to take a drink of beer. All right. So that's kind of what Erica does at the Tumbleweed. And a million more things. We could do 15 episodes on Tumbleweed alone. Mm-hmm. She works with at-risk folks who are underage, which throws a whole new wrench in the works. Man, working with underage kids, oh, man, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And there's crazy different laws you have to deal with. Um, so uh, that's tough. Uh, and the 12 people that were along... Or the 12 organizations that were named um, in um, the Ask for the Money with Continuum of Care. Uh, there were a, 
there were a lot of organizations that work their asses off and do a lot of hard work mm -hmm. that were completely left out of that. Mm -hmm. And that's really frustrating. And the communication from <laughs> Mr. Lundgren himself has been lacking, which is super frustrating too. Mm -hmm. And that <laughs> the way that has all gone about, a lot of organizations are feeling left out and it's hard not to take that personally. Uh, but I think now that it's out in the open and the ask has been made, these organizations aren't there for pride or self-aggrandizing reasons. And everybody's reaching out. Everybody supports the idea. And I think it's a fantastic deal. Mm -hmm. One of the organizations that does a shitload of work in Billings is St. Vincent de Paul. Or SVP, if you will. S yeah, SVDP. Svidup. Not STP. STP. Uh, that's Stone Temple Pilots. This yep. is St. Vincent Pilots. Yep. St. Vincent de Pilot. Mm -hmm. Stone Vincent de Pilot. Correct. Um, they moved into the Crane Building on First Avenue South a couple of years ago. They sure did. Yeah. Um, a move which was vehemently opposed by Matt Lundgren and Mike Yakowich. Because it would be taking a building off of the tax rolls and moving the homeless problem. There's air quotes flying around like crazy right now. Jesus. Get them out of here. <laughs> the beast is loose in here. But chase, oh, they're, they're air quotes fighting chasing with the, the beast, beast around. Um, so Yakowich and Lundgren opposed moving St. Vincent de Paul into the crane building at South 1st and South 30th. Um, the corner. That's so confusing. Too many number streets around here. Yep, right next to the land of power washing plant, if you will. There it is. Those guys are rad, by the way, if you need a pressure washer and you've got good money to spend on a fantastic piece of machinery. Today's episode brought to you by Land, land of Power Washing. Wash away your worries. <laughs> Get rid of the nasty feelings with a pressure washer. Hachi machi. <laughs> um, uh, so, South... 30th and 1st South, which is how you would say that, I guess. Yep. Um, uh, that was opposed by Yakowich and uh, uh, Lundgren because it would take a privately owned building off of the tax rolls by having a, a non-profit own it, right. and they wouldn't pay taxes and blah, blah, blah. Not taking into account that they would be selling the building they currently occupy which is arguably more valuable and would increase the tax uh, base. Yeah, um, I was part of those on the South Side Task Force when they first started. They they worried that they were, um, among other things, like centralizing the, the homeless problem on uh -huh. the South Side. Uh huh. And what's Lundgren's idea now? Um, to build a giant mega like hub mm -hmm. on the South Side. To centralize the homeless problem on the South Side? Yeah. Where he can personally solve it. He's well on his way to do something. Boy. I, don't, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. But it's happening he's... fast. <laughs> he wants to be on the top of that heap, whatever that is. He forgot that that's what he wants to do. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, St. Vincent de Paul does fucking rad shit out of that building. Here's one thing you might not know about St. Vincent de Paul. 
the Southside Task Force holds their weekly or monthly meetings on Thursday, third Thursday of every mm-hmm. month. In in that in that building? Mm-hmm. It's a nice building, isn't it? It's pretty nice upstairs. There's some big ass dug fir beams in there. Fuck yeah, there are. Yeah. Beautiful. Um uh the crane building. When did they remodel? It sat vacant for It sat for quite a long time. Eight or ten years, mm-hmm. right? Fully remodeled, ready to move in. Yep. Really, really pretty building. Yeah, Could have been a lot of good hair of it. He was pretty uh-huh. mm-hmm. as I remember, I think he was pretty selective of who he was gonna let come in there. Arguably too selective in the beginning because didn't let anybody go yeah. in there in the beginning. <laughs> but whatever. St. Vincent de Paul's a good tenant. They've had some growing pains. It's, it was a little messy there for a while. Right. Um, they're cleaning up their act. Vicky Massey is the director there, and she's doing a hell of a good job on not much of a budget. Right. But St. Vincent de Paul as an organization is basically funded by private grants, um, private donations, and the Catholic Church. But they accept zero federal or state dollars. They don't apply for any federal or state grants. Really? Yeah. They have no government funding at all. Crazy. Which is kind of an anomaly in the world of uh, service providers, homelessness service providers, I guess. CLDI's got a shit ton of federal grants. Mm -hmm. MRM. Absolutely. Um, So... um, Is that like a conscious decision? You know why they don't go for federal ones? Uh, because I think it has or a lot you, to do is there a lot that with probably the wrong wording, the fact that they're a church organization. So separation of church and state a sure. and B, if they accept federal or state money, they have to adhere to federal and state regulations about their services mm. and not that they're necessarily excluding anyone from their services, but they would have to, uh, be under some sort of regulation or guys yeah thereof sure and so now basically i guess giving them all the credit they can do what they want when they're helping poor people mm-hmm. i guess effectively but um they handed out this little sheet to us at the meeting that we had today as the impact Ooh, report from my... 2017 to 2018 and yes. i put it in the window in my binder look at this for those of you at home or wherever the fuck you are right uh, now. We're looking at colors right now. I mm. can't tell you what they are, but they're nice and colorful and there's numbers on there. Bunch of different shades of gray mm-hmm. and little clip art pictures. <laughs> there's a green on there. I can see the green and... Yeah, it's um, a good one. That's that's red, pink, purple, yellow, blue. Yeah, that's purple. That's more of a purple. That's like, that's like raspberry yogurt. Okay. And that's blue, blue. All right. Gotcha. So um, it's a deep all impact. Yeah. It's very exciting. All right. Um, so the highlights? they are, this is basically, this is what we did last year. Pretty cool. So I'll just pick a couple prevented eviction and, and, uh, contributed to sober living for 336 families. That was a total cost of $110,862 and 26 cents last year. So eviction prevention is they will grant you like a month of rent. Mm-hmm. So you can help you out with the groceries. And yeah. So you can pay off some bills, be ahead by a month, so you're not going to get kicked out of your place, right? Yeah. Take some worry off. Yeah. Um, they recycled 
at St. Vincent de Paul on the south side of Billings. They, they recycled don't recycle. What? 39,107 pounds of scrap metal. Wow. Which is fucking cool. <laughs> um, and they, a little factoid about that, they call that a thrift store sale because they got donations of shit and they sold it to somebody. Uh-huh. It was steel or whatever, and it was to a recycling plant, but it's just shit that they sold. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, they give out Met Transit bus tickets um, for work or medical appointments to the tune of $1,013 last year. Oh, nice one. They, oh, what's cool is they, they don't say clients on here okay. or hobos or bums. They say friends, friends? which is nice. It's eh, like a little feel-good thing. Hey, friend. They assisted six friends with driver's license or birth certificate acquisition. Last year, which cost them 104 bucks, but also, you know, <laughs> helping them get their shit so they can have yeah. an ID. I like it. And it's hard to fucking get a job without an ID, right? Well. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 18,000 volunteer hours were performed at St. Vincent de Paul. <laughs> um, they gave out 51,296 pounds of bread last year. White bread? Um, bread? Every fucking kind. Dave's favorite bread? Oh yes, it was definitely there. Was some Dave's it's so very dense in the charity office on the first floor of the St. Vincent de Paul building. They have a big uh, like rack of bread, and anybody can just fucking kick the door open and stomp across the floor and snag a couple loaves of bread and leave. No questions asked. Pretty cool, right? Nice. Um, they gave out fifteen thousand sack lunches. Um. They, 217 friends signed up with job service to find a job, which is cool. They gave gas for transportation to work or medical appointments to 104 families to the tune of $2,070. Um, 971 families shopped in the Toys for Tots toy store, Mm. which is awesome. Um, Managed personal accounts. This is crazy. So they have a a payee program where people... um, if they're dealing with some kind of issue, homelessness, no address, uh, um, mental illness, addiction, their social security check, they can't have a, they can't really have a bank account for that to be deposited in because they don't have an address. They, or they blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Many different reasons. 180 clients at St. Vincent de Paul ha- have their staff as payees. So they, their social security check comes to them, and then they disperse the money to the to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they wrote sixteen thousand checks through their payee program at Saint Vincent de Paul last year, um, and that's like. So how, how are they able to if they don't have a bank account to cash? Are they just cashiers checks? Um, basically, the social security check comes to Saint Vincent de Paul. Okay, it's um, all kept track of. And then they write out a yeah Written basically cash. a, a cashier's check. Okay. Um, and they help them manage their money. Um, and it's oftentimes people with addictions, and so mm-hmm. they are very careful about how much they can give to them at any given time. But it, they fully yeah. accept that it's their money, right? That's hard. Like, it's it's my money, and I want it now. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it's really difficult. But they also have four staff. Four. Two full-time, two part-time yeah. that managed 180 different accounts and wrote 16,000 checks last year. It's pretty God. crazy. Um, so 
that kind of shit. Pretty cool. Uh, they give away a shitload of bread and food, and they feed soup Monday through Friday at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, they do some good shit like that. Uh, they also have a deal that they call Project Reboot, where they take old donated computers, wipe them clean, install the most up-to-date operating system on them that they can have, given their hardware, right. and then um, donate them to students or schools. And all you have to do is prove you're a student. Doesn't matter a student of what. So kindergarten through 115 years old. If you prove you're taking a class, yeah, you can have a computer. Nice. Um, 2017, 2018, they gave away eight. So far in 2019, they've get, given away 70. 70. 70 computers. Where'd they come across 70 computers? Um, a, couple of, two? <laughs> a couple of banks oh. have, do- have found out and donated their timing out computers. Gotcha. Right? Um, and they took them to, was it Busby? The, the school up there. There was enough computers in the school for each teacher to have one. And that's it. <laughs> there were zero computers available for students. <laughs> And then somebody's like, oh, here you guys need computers. Here's 50 monitors. So they gave them 50 monitors. And St. Vincent de Paul took up, I think they've got a a tower per monitor up there now. Oh, that's good. And um, people only seem to be donating towers, which is great. Good. There's also a need for laptops. Sure. If you got an old laptop, well, the towers more expandability. You think it? Would, oh yeah, absolutely. It'd be good for an educational you setting. Bet, absolutely, hundred um, percent. But if you have an old computer or an old tower, take it to St. Vincent de Paul. They will give it to somebody who needs it. Mm-hmm. They will make it work as well as they possibly can, and they've got some really good IT people there who are very good at that shit. Um, and they'll make sure it goes to somebody. They also need speakers. They can't get fucking speakers all of a sudden. You know, just the little eight dollar headphone jack computer speakers that you plug into the wall in the <laughs> headphone jack. Interesting. They need them. Everybody needs them, apparently. Okay. And they need those. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. They um, they have the only public restrooms that are like available to homeless people and transients. Sure. Because everybody else is like, sorry, you have to be a customer. Yeah. Um, so they keep and maintain public restrooms. They... Um, They've got a fantastic thrift store that slings shit out, and basically folks like us can go there and buy stuff, and then people who are in need can go there and just take stuff on voucher. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave out 1,800 coats last year. Um, they need socks really badly, because who the hell, I mean, almost people can't wash their socks, or people who have a house but don't have any laundry facilities, can't afford it, can't wash sure. their socks. Do they have laundry facilities down there? They have laundry facilities down there. Last year, uh, 1,622 households did laundry for free at St. Vincent de Paul, which is pretty awesome. Um, they've got medical equipment, crutches, braces, wheelchairs, that if you need one, you can just go there and have one. Um, no, no questions asked. They serve 75 to 250 clients a day. On average, sometimes more, um, in the charity office. Food, counseling, they've got counselors on hand every day. They've got a doctor and two nurses on hand every Tuesday. 
free medical work. I mean, obviously not surgery. You're not going to get your fucking leg amputated there. But, um, and, uh, so the other thing they do is their lunchtime is a social hour. There's, there's really lonely, poor people who just go there for lunch who have a house, but they don't have anybody to talk to and they can't really afford food. And sometimes they just don't have anybody to talk to. So they just go there for lunch. It's a fucking fantastic place, man. Um, so if you've got any of that shit that you want to donate, they take anything. They'll take absolutely anything. And if a zipper's broken on your coat and you're like, fuck it, I don't, I, I don't even really want to donate this, they actually sort through all that stuff. They can't sell stuff that's not in really good condition there. But the stuff that they can't sell, they bail and send it off to third world countries through different uh, charities Channel. through yeah. the Catholic Church. So it, it will get used. They don't just throw it away. Good deal. And they even go so far as to leave out cardboard for people to sleep on in the wintertime. Yep. So that was a long fucking deal. <laughs> but it's a fucking great place. And Vicky Massey, who runs it, is really good. I think, yeah. Well, I know so. It's, yep. Uh, uh, valuable resource in this town. It is. And, you know, there's all kinds of... There's all kinds of things that could be say, said about their governing body, but um, the work that's done. Are we locally, talking about the Pope? Yeah, the okay. Pope and his or underlings. The Pope, the Pope, il padrino. Yeah. Um, but Saint Vincent de Paul Charity Office in Billings, Montana, does fucking awesome shit. And yep. support them if you can. They that need would. your old computers and socks and coffee. Oh, coffee. Yeah, they go through. They've got two sixty-five cup. Um, percolator setups in there and they go through four of those a day (laughs) that's a shitload of Folgers man a lot of caffeine and I mean I feel like they would go through less if they would make it a little stronger but also I don't know how many jazzed up (laughs) mentally ill homeless people you want (laughs) room in one bathroom here (laughs) yeah there's there's just the they have a men's and a women's and a air quotes family bathroom in there there you go so whatever you're comfortable with they're very accommodating and they do good work what else did we not touch on that you wanted to touch on? <laughs> Nothing. Fuck it. Uh, what have we got? Oh, well, there's Native American Achievement Center at MSUB. There's the Missing and Murdered Native Women March on April 5th at 10 a.m. from MSUB to the courthouse lawn. Okay. That's a good deal. I mean, you know, it's a good thing that they're doing. It's yeah. not really R- Raising good... awareness. Yeah, uh, I do not support Missing and murdered Native women, obviously. Um, another viewing of Silent No More, the movie about the Native ladies. Um, and there's the My Backyard program that uh, is the overflow from the Community Crisis Center, uh, hosted by different churches around town that needs volunteers really badly. Like we said at the beginning... If you had any questions, comments, concerns, or you know any solutions to such such problems, yeah, uh, let us know. Or corrections. Or corrections, which there probably are plenty. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, um, I mean, we create citations at the end of every episode. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Friday Packet at Gmail dot com. Uh, questions, comments, concerns would like to become a sustaining member and we would love to have you 
I oh, mean, man. Jesus. Give us your dollar. <laughs> it's just one dollar. It's just one dollar. It would be, instead of seven dollars paid for a 15-pack of Milwaukee's Best, it would be six dollars. I mean, <laughs> I can't think of a more worthwhile investment uh, from you uh, or someone you love or... <laughs> you could pay for a seventh of a 15-pack. That's two beers. There you go. For a dollar. Mm. To bring you such in-depth, thought-out content. Quality programming! As you're hearing right now, for sure. You can subscribe to us as well in Stitcher, Google Play, you name it. Any any sort of that stuff. I mean, we have fun making this. Uh, We are also sponsored by Combo's uh, Stuffed Snacks. They're combos. Of course they're stuffed. They're stuffed with cheese. And uh, if you listen to us and become inspired to uh, become more involved in city politics or get on a board, get off your ass, you know, go down to St. Vincent de Paul, see how you can help. I don't know, go down to to uh, the city zoning board, say you want to be on that, go for that. Hey, you want to be on the parking board? There's plenty of openings there. You want to be on community development? Plenty of openings there. I got a great solution to the people who say they don't have time. They don't have time? Yeah, so uh, can't make a meeting at, at the at the zoning board at two p.m. Sure. every other every fourth Thursday. Right. Volunteer for my backyard. Those hours are from nine p.m. to six a.m. There you go. You're not fucking working then, are you? Working nine to six. <laughs> what, what a way, way to, to make a volunteer and get no money. Right. We're all in this together, man. 